When you believe that each one of us is absolutely unique and absolutely genius, that fear of competition falls away completely. Hi, my name is Kara Myers and welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Each week, I chat with women who have built incredible businesses in the travel and tourism industry. You'll hear their inspirational stories of success. We went from 2,000 a month to about 70, 72,000 a month. Um, in that span of, of nine years. And struggle. I wish that I could tell you that I pivoted really quickly and like jumped back on my feet and I, I did it. And what they learned along the way. Give yourself the grace of knowing that it's not gonna happen overnight and you're gonna make a ton of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move forward, that's okay. So grab a coffee, hit subscribe, and get ready to learn and feel inspired. Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode 11 of the Travel Business Lounge, the place where we celebrate and learn from female entrepreneurs in the travel industry. Today's episode is especially close to my heart because I am speaking with the absolutely amazing Yulia Denisyuk who is not just an award-winning travel writer and photographer, but she is also the founder of the platform Genius Women, which is a community for creative women in the travel space to connect and learn from one another. And she is the founder of Nomad and Jewels, which is this incredible multi-day tour company that aims to visit places that are often misunderstood. Yulia and I speak about the importance of women supporting one another and what can be achieved when we see each other as allies rather than competition. I really agree with Yulia's philosophies in life and in business, and it was so much fun to to get to know her and to talk to her a little bit more. Uh, Her mission to empower women really resonates with me, uh, as this was my main motivation for creating this podcast. Travel for me is without a doubt my biggest passion in life. I love it not just personally, but professionally as well. And I wanted to create a space where I could connect with other women and help facilitate connections between other women who shared those same passions. Women who were fascinated by entrepreneurship and applying different marketing concepts and strategies to travel and tourism businesses. And don't get me wrong, there are other fantastic travel-related business podcasts out there. If you haven't already heard of it, the Tourpreneur podcast is a personal favorite of mine. Absolutely recommend it. However, I wanted to hear a bit more from other women who were entrepreneurs in the travel space to celebrate what women have achieved and to share knowledge that will hopefully help others find similar success. And I've made some incredible friendships along the way, and I really hope to continue to foster this sense of community. And especially after speaking with Yulia, my drive to establish that sort of community is even stronger. Uh, But I don't want to delay this conversation anymore. Yulia is such an inspiration and just such a lovely human being. I know you will enjoy hearing from her. So without further ado, let's get into it. Here is Yulia Denisyuk of Nomad and Jewels and Genius Women. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Business Lounge. Today, I'm joined by the award-winning travel writer and photographer, Yulia Denisyuk. She's also the founder of Nomad and Jewels, 
which is a tour company that aims to visit misunderstood destinations, which is a mission that I absolutely love and I'm really excited to learn more about. Uh, and she's the founder of Genius Women, which is a platform for creative women who love travel and storytelling, which I'm also really excited to learn more about. So I'm super thrilled to be speaking with you today. And thank you for being here and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kara. Thank you so much. Excited to be here and share my story with everyone. Good. Yeah. So let's just get right into it. Let's hear about your, I mean, I want to hear about your, the businesses that you've built in your professional trajectory, but I'd also like to hear just a bit about your personal background before we get into that. So if you wouldn't mind sharing and then we can go from there. Um, sure. So <laughs> how much time do we have? Because it's a, <laughs> kind of a long story. Um <laughs> But, you know, I've always been a traveler um, ever since I can remember myself. We, I, growing up, our family was dispersed all throughout Soviet Union. Um, I was born in Kazakhstan. I grew up in Estonia. And so, you know, from an early age, I would travel back and forth between these two very different parts of Soviet Union. And I always loved being on the road. And one of my favorite memories is uh, taking a train ride from Moscow to Kazakhstan. It's like a five-day trip. And you go through all these different landscapes. And it's just wow. so fascinating for a child, you know. Yeah. And I uh, grew up in Estonia, like I mentioned. And at the age of 16, I came to the United States. Uh, I wasn't planning on staying here in the States, but... Um, I did another long story <laughs> and worked in different capacities, worked as, as a travel agent at some point uh, before joining the military, actually, and, and serving in the U.S. Navy for four years with deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan, then got out of the military, went to business school because that's what one does. Not because I had any sort of burning passion for business, but just rather I, I didn't know what else to do with myself. So I figured I'd go get an MBA and I did. That put me on a path to work in corporate in America. I worked in some of the biggest corporations in the world, actually. And, you know, it, it was a life that was probably going to be uh, like many others. I saw a lot of people around me doing the same thing. Uh, but for me, I always had this burning desire or burning pressure inside I felt like I I'm not in my in my own shoes I always felt like I'm filling someone else's shoes you know that this is this job that I'm doing it's not meant for me it's meant for someone else and mm -hmm. why am I like what what am I doing here you know so eventually uh that path reached the point of burnout which is very common for a lot of people, uh, not only in corporate, but in corporate as well. And yeah, I, I joined, I, I reached burnout. And at one point I was faced with a decision. Do I continue down this path or do I try something else with my life? And I decided to try something else and see if it works, you know. <laughs> and the rest, uh, as they speak, is history. That was about five or six years ago now. And I'm very happy that I decided to take the chance. So it actually hasn't been that long since you transitioned out of that corporate life. Yeah, yeah, about five or six years. And it, it hasn't been that long, but at the same time, it also feels like it was in another lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I you can know, completely I, understand that. Yeah. 
So what were the, what did you do when you left that corporate job? What were your first steps into trying this new lifestyle? What were you pursuing? Well, my first order of business was to go on a, on a six month trip around the world. <laughs> because again, you know, I, I think that was one of the bigger, one of the biggest motivations for me to, to, to change my, my lifestyle because in corporate, it's so hard to travel on those, you know, in the States, we get the, the meager, 10, 10 business days vacation a year. Like, what can you do with that? Almost yeah. nothing, you know? <laughs> um, so my first order of business was to go travel. And I went on a six-month trip around the world, stayed in the countries that I've always wanted to sort of know more about and get a deeper exposure in, rented an apartment in Istanbul. That was so fabulous. Wow. Like a dream come true, you know? And also said to myself that in those six months, I will figure out what it means to be a travel photographer and writer. I will get published in places like National Geographic and all of that. And of course, in those six months, none of that happened <laughs> because I was very naive and I thought that just by my declaring that this is what I do now, things are going to start happening. Uh, but they didn't start happening. You know, I didn't know anybody in this industry. I had no prior experience, no connections, no no work, uh, you know, no no prior work that I could show in this realm. I mean, I, I showed up as a brand manager, you know, and now I'm expecting to become a travel photographer. Like, how does that work? So, yeah, in those six months, it was sort of a hard, hard awakening. Because I came back uh, from that trip and just sort of, what have I done, you know? <laughs> yeah, it must have been a shock. Did you have any uh, photography background? Was photography just a hobby of yours and you decided to try and pursue it as a profession? Exactly, yes. I've, I've always had a ha camera in my hand. That was always a passion of mine ever since I was 10 years old, I believe, is when I got my first camera. But, you know, I didn't study for it. I never did anything professionally with it before that. And yeah, it was all just this mad belief that, okay, I tried this route that you're supposed to do in life, you know, get an education, get a stable job, all of that. I tried it. Didn't quite work for me. I don't want to do that anymore. So now let's try all the crazy things that, <laughs> <laughs> that we can. And you know, little by little, I started, I started pitching different publications, I started reaching out to people, cold emailing people. And it took a really, really long time to get somewhere, really long time. And I want to stress that point, because I think uh, we live in an age where we're so accustomed to success stories. And we see, you know, all these posts on Instagram, and I think it creates this illusion that things happen overnight for people. Absolutely. And they just don't. They just never, like in very rare cases, maybe, but usually it takes so long to build a new path, gain contacts, build a name for yourself, build a portfolio. All of that develops over time. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I always say this to, you know, everybody when I when I speak to people, because I think it's very important that we don't don't forget that fact. Yeah. And it's so easy to forget because people are only going to show up on your news feed if they mm -hmm. have a decent following. So I'm not going to see you in your early days necessarily when you didn't have a following, but you were still pursuing your dreams. 
Yes. Uh, so it's really easy to think that everyone just makes it right away and they never had to struggle through those <laughs> early days. So exactly. it's really reassuring to hear that you, you know, maybe it was hard, but you persevered through all of that. Yes. And in fact, uh, what you just said is really important, Kara, because persevering through it, I think a lot of people try out some new things, but they don't see those immediate results and they give up and they give up too soon. And that's what I always say that, you know, if you look at so many successful actors, filmmakers, you know, musicians, they're not successful because they're more talented than other people or they're somehow luckier. Although luck definitely has something to do with it. They're more they're successful because they persevered and they didn't give up at the time when it was, you know, you you you, you hear all these stories of I, I don't remember this actress that was sleeping in her car while she was filming her latest project or whatever it is, you know, but they persevered. They had something inside that kept them going, even though probably a lot of people would have given up by then and said, you know what, it's not working for me. And only you can tell yourself how long time is enough time for you to keep pursuing something. You know, this is a conversation that nobody can tell you, okay, should you try it for a year, five years, 10 years? Well, I think it depends on how 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 burning that fire is inside of you that says I need to do something different. For me, I I I already told myself and I know this from the beginning that I will continue on this path no matter what it takes. No matter like I don't want to go back to corporate. I don't want that lifestyle anymore. So, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Maybe, you know, if my businesses are not working out, maybe I need to get a gig for example, or do something else, do something else, but keep myself on this path, keep moving forward. Because like, this is inside of me, this fire, I, I need to go in this direction. How long did it take for you to start earning enough to really support yourself fully in that position? Several years, several years. And that's really the truth of it, right? And that goes back to, it takes a while to establish yourself on the path. And, you know, everybody's journey is different because on my podcast, um, I interviewed a woman that I admire, actually. She's a, uh, she also was a brand manager like I, but she was a brand manager at a travel magazine. She quit that job and she became a freelance travel writer. And, you know, she's since worked with New York Times, Vogue, you know, many different publications. And so we were talking about this and we were comparing our notes on how we quit and how we entered this industry. And where I quit with zero contacts and zero knowledge, she quit with a, with a pocketbook full of contacts, of editors, of people in the industry, you know, connections and all of that. So all of this to say that all of our journeys are very different depending on our circumstances. It took me several years because it took me time to find those contacts and to develop those relationships and to build myself up, you know. Maybe a smarter way to do this would be to continue in your job while you do this on the side, right? And you start developing that part of your life on the side, start developing contacts. And then at a certain point, you say, okay, now I can confidently quit. It didn't happen that way for me, you know, um, happened very backwards, but I, you know, I'm grateful for it anyway, because that's, that made me who I am today. But yeah, that, that was my path. It, it took several years. Yeah. And I think it's really good to hear different people's paths because you're absolutely right that 
you know, people's journeys are, are always different. So it's really important, I think, for women who maybe right now are in the position of debating whether they should quit their job or not to pursue that passion and to hear different experiences. Mm-hmm, definitely. I'm really curious. So you pursued a path of travel, journalism, and photography. A somewhat similar and popular path is travel blogging or being a travel influencer. I think there's a there's crossover, but I'm interested as to why you went down the journalism route more so uh, mm-hmm. than the blogging influencer route. Yeah, I love this question. And this is a conversation that I've been having in various iterations for the past, uh, you know, year or so actually with people because you're right, there is a crossover and the lines are getting more and more blurred between what what we do in this uh, space. At the same time, I also see a very clear distinction between the two roles. And the way I see it is that a travel blogger or a travel influencer we follow these people and we trust these people for their personal perspectives, for their personal experiences, for their takes on something, right? We want to know when this blogger went to the Maldives or whatever, we want to know how it was in that hotel, you know, that whole experience. Maybe not the best example, but whatever, you know, whatever they do, we want to know it through their eyes. We want to know about them. That's why we follow them. That's the appeal of that profession. As a travel journalist, the stories that I am publishing are never about me, mostly never about me. I'm I'm uncovering stories about other people, right? I'm writing a story about a chef in New Zealand that has found a new way to cook fish that's very sustainable. I don't know. I'm just making this up, you know, but it's not about me. It's, it's never about me. And to me, that has appealed to me from the very early age, uh, learning about different people, uh, hanging out around passionate people, doing something amazing with their lives, you know, that that gives me so much energy. And I wanted to be to be part of that. And I wanted to tell those stories. But again, those lines are blurring, right? Because now, like, I just came back from an assignment in Austria, actually. Uh, Well, that's, that's not a good example, because I didn't get to do any social there. I was My schedule was very, very crazy there. Another assignment I had before that was to California. And in addition to shooting the assignment, it was for National Geographic. I also did like a behind the scenes takeover for their social media, kind of like an influencer, right? So yeah, the lines are now very much so blurring. But but again, this is for me the, the distinction that my work doesn't center around me as much. Uh, it centers around other people that I want to tell the stories of. That's so interesting. And I'm, I'm curious, would you identify as more of an extrovert or an introvert? Because I feel like in this situation, more introverted people would be drawn more towards travel journalism. But to get those stories and to meet people and retrieve those stories, it takes an, an extroverted personality. It's, you know, you're really putting yourself out there. And I'm really curious as to how you identify and, and how would you reflect on that? Yes, that's a very keen observation, actually, Kara. That's, that's exactly right. Like, that's how I see it, too. I would describe myself as a high-functioning introvert. exactly that like I'm totally an introvert I I don't want to be you know in front of the camera or although that's been changing a little bit lately uh but 
but yes, you know, I, I, I function on a high, high gear sometimes. And in, you're exactly right. You need to have resourcefulness. Maybe it's not the best way to describe it, but you have to have something to pursue, right? Pursue stories, pursue connections, pursue angles. And yeah, there is a certain degree of openness that, that is part of that for sure. That's so interesting. And it seems just to so transition a little bit to talk about your tour company that you started, Nomad and Jewels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say that the focus is to visit misunderstood destinations. So in that sense, sharing a, a new perspective, sharing a new story about those mm-hmm. destinations, which seems to completely align with your experience as a travel journalist. Uh, I'd like to hear more about how you then came up with the idea for that business and started to grow it as a travel journalist. Yes, and that's exactly it. When I quit my job, the, the corporate job, I told myself that from now on, every project that I work on has to be a, pro- a project that I'm truly passionate about and truly love working on. Otherwise, I might as well just go back to corporate and get that stable, you know, stable salary because uh, why else risk that stability if it's not going to be for working on something really special to me, you know? So that's sort of been my guidepost uh, for the past five, six years. But how I started Nomad and Jews, to be honest, same story with Genius Women. It was by accident. I wasn't planning on doing anything. I wasn't even, I even didn't even have a thought of leading people on groups. Um, but what happened was I went to Jordan on assignment, actually, on, on, on a travel journalism assignment. And, you know, I was posting about it. I was doing stories about it. And there was so much feedback and so many questions that I've received from people that were all in the, in the vein of, how are you traveling there alone? Isn't there war there? Isn't it dangerous there? And, you know, of course, Jordan is completely safe. It's, you know, there isn't a war there. Yes, it is surrounded by neighbors with conflicts. But basically what it showed to me is that people are very quick to make judgments and make assumptions based on headlines and based on very short phrases. Jordan is part of the Middle East. Middle East equals conflict. Ergo, Jordan equals conflict, you know. And my experience in Jordan was just utterly incredible. Like, the people are amazing. Of course, like people in Syria, like people in Lebanon, uh, most places in the world, you know, when it comes down to it, people are actually amazing. But especially in that region, it's known for hospitality. It's known for incredible food, very welcoming culture, you know, all of that. So that was my experience. And then I started thinking, well, okay, I've written several stories about Jordan. I can write more stories about Jordan. But at the end of the day, what truly changes someone and touches someone is not reading about something. It's going and experiencing it yourself. So that was sort of the seed. I started thinking, well, how can I you know, how can I facilitate that? How can I help more people experience Jordan in the way that I experienced it? And that's, you know, that 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 was it. That was the, the seed. And I would say that I am someone who is really oriented to action. And as an entrepreneur, as someone who is doing something on their own and not, you know, not working at a job for someone else, you really have to be oriented for action. 
you can't think too long. You have to think, of course, you have to strategize and think, but you can't think too long because then you will think yourself out of it, you know? So yeah. that was pretty much it, you know? I I decided I would do it. And then it was like, well, what's the next step, right? I need to find, I need to have contacts in Jordan because although I love the country and I've since been to Jordan many times, I am not uh, a person who lives and works in Jordan. So I need to make sure that I have a really good partner in Jordan who provides that knowledge mm -hmm. because I want to take people to places that don't, you know, tourists don't usually go to. So how do I find that partner? I need, I want to have a brand. My brand needs to have a certain feeling, you know, evoking a certain feeling. It needs to communicate my philosophy on travel and mm -hmm. all of those things. How do I create a brand, you know? So you have to be oriented for action, basically. Um, and yeah, that's that's how it started. And, you know, it's still a very small brand. Like we're, we're, not, a, we're not a very huge business. And of course, with COVID, uh, we were affected as much as, you know, every other travel business. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but I, I, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with how it's growing. Uh, how it's evolving um, I'm happy with all the people that join our trips so it's it's mm -hmm. been just really wonderful I love your focus on just taking action and actually of the women I've interviewed so far that seems to be the biggest theme is they just say you know if you have advice for anyone who's just starting out is to just do it just try and just see what happens and to not give up uh, so I love that that you had that philosophy. Uh, what was the time frame? When did you first have the idea of starting the business? And then when did you run your first tour? Um, I think at the beginning of 2018 or maybe late 2017 is when I had the idea. And I think maybe six months later is when our first trip happened. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. And where did you promote the tour to begin with through my own social media you know uh through in search of perfect which is my main account like my personal accounts actually that was i think that was it <laughs> at the beginning i wow. didn't have any marketing budget i didn't do really much much of marketing at all i did have a couple of things with you know passion passport which we talked about before we started recording and some other outlets have done some interviews, but not nothing too like we weren't in Times Square, <laughs> for example. But I wanted to actually uh, say something about your point about how all the women you've interviewed are oriented for action or like give that advice. I think for me, the danger is not to fall into the trap thinking that we are experts, actually, mm -hmm. and. I actually now, you know, I, I, I'm being approached a lot as an expert in certain things, right? Yulia, tell us about being published in National Geographic. Tell us about starting a business and all those things. And what I want to caution people against, and I think that's why people say action, just do it, just try it and learn. Because the world is incredibly complex. And what worked for me five years ago in that specific region might not work for you now in this region, you know, and this applies to any situation that we do. Of course, there's principles, of course, there's, you know, certain considerations and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, 
how you're going to learn the best, what works for you, what's working for you is by doing it, doing something in the world, seeing how the world responds to what you're doing and then adjusting accordingly and taking the next step again, doing something, seeing how the world responds, adjusting and the next step and the next step and the next step. And that's really probably the most uh, effective way that I know of getting somewhere getting anywhere. So it's great to see that other women are, are telling you the similar things. I'm curious, what would you say are some of the biggest learnings you've had since launching Nomad and Jewels, but just since being a, a female entrepreneur, uh, besides what you've just shared now? Mm, yes. So actually one of the biggest ones and the reason I started Genius Women, which is my, my community and my platform for women creators is that you can't really succeed alone mm. or you you can succeed alone perhaps but it's going to cost you a lot a lot of everything uh you know for the for the most part of the past 5 years i've been on this path alone and i didn't get any support from anywhere and it often feels like this industry that i'm in the travel journalism travel journalism industry is a very competitive industry it's very guarded, like nobody wants to share. Uh, people are so afraid to share because it's it's a difficult industry to be in. You know, it's not a it's not an investment banking industry. We're not making huge money. Like our assignments, they don't pay that much. Uh, on the influencer side, sure, that's a whole other conversation, right? How much uh, those people are earning. But for Travel journalists, um, it's it's an unfortunate state of the media uh, industry in general that creators in the media space don't get paid that much unless you're a superstar, you know. But again, <laughs> I digress. That's a whole other conversation. Um, and so, you know, people are in the scarcity mode and they're afraid to share. Uh, and that's sort of has been my experience. And yeah, last year I fell into creating a community uh, called Genius Women because I no longer wanted to be alone. And I also saw how many other women have aspirations to do what I do, but for whatever reasons, they have doubts, they're afraid, they don't take action because of that, and so they never get anywhere, you know? And so our community helps with that. But that's been one of the biggest learnings that when you surround yourself with people who are on the same path, who, who want similar things that you do, it is so powerful. And you feel like you can really do anything when you have that support, you know? Yeah, I love that so much. And that was definitely one of my biggest motivations for starting this podcast is just to create a space where we heard from other female entrepreneurs in the travel industry. I I was seeking that out myself personally and just really struggled to find it. So wanted to help be part of that community because I completely agree. It's not about competing with one another. It's about sharing knowledge and encouraging each other and taking inspiration from each other. Mm -hmm. So I love what you're doing with Genius Women and wondered if you could speak just a little bit more about what the platform entails and you know what kind of projects you're leading with the platform mm -hmm. <laughs> like nomad and jewels again it started by by accident almost because at the just before covid started last year i already had some in, some thoughts that i should try to teach a course 
because people have been asking me about, you know, how you do what you do, what's all, what it's all about. So just before COVID, I decided to try teaching. And my first class that ran last summer um, was uh, ended up being full of all women. It, it wasn't, I, I didn't say, hey, you know, I'm only looking for women. No, I opened it to anyone and said, hey, I'm doing this class, come join me. Just somehow by accident, only women showed up. And when we spent those first six weeks together, that's when I realized that I tapped into something very powerful when you create the community of women specifically together because that allowed us to be vulnerable with each mm -hmm. other. And we shared the fears and the doubts that you don't, don't normally share, especially on the creative path. You know, we have lots of different fears and, and things that prevent us from, from achieving what we want. And so that was sort of the impetus, you know, and I wanted a platform that will boost women up. That's why it's called Genius mm -hmm. Women, because I do believe that we're all absolutely genius mm -hmm. in what we carry inside, but we just need some help bringing it out sometimes. And that also goes to your point about competition, because when you believe that each one of us is absolutely unique and absolutely genius, then that fear of competition falls away completely because, and I see that every day in what we do in, in our community, because the types of stories that I want to tell that are based on my unique experiences, thoughts, angles, ideas, they're never going to be the same as the stories that the person next to me wants to tell. They're going to be, even we can be looking at the same destination or the same even subject matter. It's going to be very different stories that we want to tease out of that, you know? And so that by itself tells me, well, we're never competing. I have my story to tell and you have your story to tell, you know? But to answer your question, so... We started with a course and we still have that course. It's like a travel journalism basics uh, foundational course. And I run it twice a year. Um, and the next one is coming up this November. And I also uh, created a, a membership for, for women who like once they go through the course, if they want some additional support, uh, then, then we have a membership where... Yeah, we, we are just like very tight knit and we support each other. There's a lot of things that we do inside there. And we have a podcast for anyone who wants to get inspired and uh, start imagining what it could be like for them. So that's, that's the three main things that I do with Genius Women. That sounds fantastic. To use a platform like Genius Women to connect with women like that. It's just beautiful. I, I, I love that so much. So, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I'm sure listeners are going to want to learn a lot more about you and your various businesses. So, if you wouldn't mind sharing where they can find you, uh, that would be great. Sure. If your listeners are on Instagram, uh, they can find more about me and all the projects that I work on at uh, In Search of Perfect on Instagram. And Nomad and Jules is the name of the travel company. And, uh, you know, it's nomadandjules.com. And geniuswomen.com uh, is the name of the project about the community that we were just discussing. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Yulia. It's been a pleasure to hear your story. I really align with your philosophies on a lot of things. It was, it was really enjoyable to, to have this conversation. So I wish you the best of luck 
Thank you, Kara. I uh, I had a really good time chatting with you as well, and good luck with uh, with your project as well. It sounds sounds really wonderful. So thank you for having me. Thank you.